You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello and cheers. This is Zach DeBacco from the Drinks with Great Minds in History podcast. And Katie and Nathan wanted me to let you know that they use strong language in their podcast. So if that's not your thing, then this might not be the show for you. And really, neither would mine. But if you like a good laugh, great history, and a few cocktails, then you'll sure as hell love this episode of the Queen's podcast and might want to go check out my show, too. Cheers. Hi, I'm Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queens, the podcast about badass women in history. Katie, how's it going, bitch? Nathan! <laughs> It's going pretty good. Happy March. This is our first recording in my uh, birthday month. Uh, Spring has sprung. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Nathan, who are we here to talk about today? O-M-G-G-G-G. Tell me. Queen Amina. Yes, Queen Amina of Zarya. Before we get started, Nathan, what are we drinking? So, <laughs> this looks like a production. I I made like I googled Nigerian cocktails. Okay. And <laughs> what came up was the Nigerian Chapman. And I was Chapman? like Chapman? Chap. So, I sat down, researched this recipe and it's you you're gonna hate it katie okay Um, it's one liter of fanta soda half a liter of sprite however much vodka you want to (laughs) add and then like a half a cup of black currant liqueur this sounds like a toothache yeah, it is a toothache, but it's kind of delicious. I, yeah, <laughs> I've, all the vodka that I want. <laughs> be like, um, and two bottles of vodka to cancel out all the sugar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Like, all so right. I knew you would hate it. <laughs> Instant Katie hate. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think I'll take one for the team. I'll just give it a try, you know, twist my arm. Let's see. Cheers, bitches. Cheers. Before we get started, what do we got, Nathan? Patreon shout-out. Patreon shout-out! Caroline and Marie Danera. Danera, uh, if we're saying your name wrong, slide into our DMs and you'll, with the correct pronunciation and you'll get it right next time. You <laughs> we'll can read- slide into my DMs all day. and also thank you to our patrons ashley vita elizabeth and taylor so thank you so much to our patrons at every level and everyone that listens cheers bitches so let's get started so preface 
preface, preface this Amina shit. isn't our first queen that we've ever covered that doesn't have great resources. Yeah. <laughs> like, not good records, not... She's not the first one we've ever covered either that it's not completely proven that she existed. It's giving me Boudicca. You know what yeah, I mean? A lot of yeah. it is legendary. A lot of it is word of mouth. But yeah, some people think that she didn't even exist, though it does seem that even if she didn't exist, the story is the, the story is based on someone who did. So yeah. and, and moral of the story. Moral of the story is she's a badass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we will get to how badass she was. It's just, I just kind of want to preface that the information is a little all over the place and it might be a little bit of a shorter episode because of that. But even though the facts are murky, we're going to do our best. Yes. So the primary source of her life was written by a leader that was like 150 years after her life called Muhammad Bello. And he lived, yeah, like a century or so after Amina. So again, it's giving me kind of like Agrippina vibes or like Cleopatra vibes. These ancient ladies who their stories were written down so separated. Don't call me by my middle name. Ancient lady. <laughs> Nathan, ancient lady. Oh, ouch, that hurt. We're still young, Nathan. We're still young. So that being said, let's get into it. Yeah. So she was born maybe around 1533, and maybe Zaria, <laughs> Nigeria. Uh, but just for some reference, 1533 is also the year that Anne Boleyn was queen. So yeah. we have some context here. Just to give you some context about when we're talking about, since we've already told you where. And uh, Zaria, Zaria, Nigeria is like Northwest Nigeria. So the makeup of Nigeria is a lot different from what we know right now. Yeah, it was a lot different. There were seven different states in the Hausa Kingdom, which is where Amina's family is from. And Amina lived in one of the states called Zazao. And like ooh, state, we're ooh, using kind of... Can you say that one more time? Okay. Zazao! No, uh, Zazao. <laughs> I actually had to... I couldn't fi- I couldn't figure out how to pronounce it because I kept... Cause I, I really tried. I went onto YouTube and like listened to different all these different pronunciations. But they change with the different kind of Nigerian accents people had. So correct us if yeah, we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, so correct us if we're wrong. I did find someone on Twitter that told me, I think phonetically an American would say it like this. So that is what I'm going off. Zazao! <laughs> so she was born to a ruling family in Zazao. Zazao. Um, <laughs> So we think she was the eldest child, um, but we really can't tell. Yeah. Uh, she was also born during the reign of her grandfather. And though the story goes that her grandfather was named Zizal Nohir. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Amina was his favorite granddaughter child in general and yeah. would bring her with him to military drills. Okay. Basically, she was like his little shadow, went wherever he went. Just, hey, can I meet you up here? Cool. Um, I love that. I know. And as a result, she she knew like when she was growing up at a really young age, she's going to run this shit. 
Yeah. I mean, her grandfather, the king, is already preparing her for... It's it's reminding me of like in Lion King when he was like, all of this will be yours one day. And, um, <laughs> but I think that's so interesting that even though she was a girl, he was like, you want to come to military drills with me? And then whenever he saw how interested she was in that, instead of being like, no, honey, you need to work on girl things. He was like, oh, you like the military part? Let's cool. double down on that military shit. Let's do that. No, her grandfather seems to be the one that really took the, the Zazao state and like brought it into like the powerhouse that it was by this time. This area of West Nigeria was a huge trading nation. Yeah, they built this city. Bow, bow. They built this city on trading gold. And and cloth and spices and horses and lots and lots of other things. It was a huge trading port. But her grandfather was like, because it was kind of where they were positioned. It was like if anybody, if any Europeans were coming in, like wanting to trade with them, they had to like go through Zazao. And her grandfather just really capitalized on that. Like, oh, oh, you think, let me take your money. Let me take your money, honey. Let me take your money. (laughs) (laughs) So cloths, spices, everything was traded through this area. And this was back in a time, remember, like people were killing themselves to get fucking nutmeg. Like, (laughs) Uh, I'm going to die on this nutmeg. (laughs) I saw this meme recently that was like, we think that people from like the medieval ages would be like so blown away by like our cars and the internet and stuff. But really, they would just be like, Spice Rack, you must be a king. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. You have black pepper. What? (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of home life, her Mm -hmm. dad was named King Nikatao and her Mm -hmm. mother was Queen Bakwa. Mm -hmm. Uh, we know she had like two siblings, a sister named Zarya, not to be consu- confused with Zara. The like the store? Yeah. <laughs> yes, not to be confused <laughs> with the mid-range clothing line Zara. No. <laughs> <laughs> she also had her brother named Karami. And we believe she was a lot older than her siblings. Yeah. Which we'll get we'll into. Get in, yeah, we'll get into minute. in a little bit. Yeah. Zarya, her sister... Like, that's what the city is called now, is Zarya, which I found interesting. But again, we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, Something really, really interesting that I couldn't find more on, which is going to be a reoccurring theme in this episode. (laughs) In this episode. (laughs) I found a lot more mentions about her mother, Bakwa, than I did her dad. Bakwa seems to have been the more powerful one in the relationship. Which more power to you, bitch. Love this. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Um, it doesn't seem like her mom was just a queen consort. It seemed like her mom was either a co-ruler or the main monarch. Um, mm-hmm. Her The mom was not from Zazel. Or pro- I don't know. We don't know, but from what I could tell, her mom wasn't from Zazel, but she was from such a rich and powerful family, and she brought so many resources and so many men and so many guns to help protect the city. That <laughs> men she was and just guns. Like, oh, 
at it like at a gay bar in texas yes 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 (laughs) but yeah so it's suggested that mama grew up in this matriarchal society yeah which explains a lot it will explain a lot i love that i wish i could find more if anybody listening is like oh i have a resource about matriarchal societies in nigeria or africa or anything at this time please send them to me i would love to do a deeper dive i just struggled to find resources so there's a whole lot that we don't know about her upbringing like education um relationship with her family except her grandpa but besides that (laughs) so we do know that she would have been muslim Mm -hmm. um though if if religion was like a big part of her life, we really just don't know if it from, was. Right. From what I could tell is that um, Islam came to Nigeria in the 1400s and it spread slowly. So I kind of have a feeling that the Islam that she practiced isn't a whole lot like modern day Islam because it seems like she may have also still had a bit of um, the old religions, like more what we'd call like pagan kind of religions as well. And also because she's a woman that's ruling. So I don't know. I really couldn't find a, like you said, if a religion was a part of her life. uh, We just don't know. We just don't know. We have no idea. Right. Really. All we do know is that she was really into learning. She was really into battle and combat, which Strap on those combat boots, girl. Little boots. Put on your oh, little boots. But she's big boots. <laughs> like, she's still a little baby right now. She's still a little yeah, baby with little boots. Fuck these gender norms. Fuck right? these gender norms. I'm going to be a soldier one day. And no one, so, what I love about it is like, it doesn't seem like anybody discouraged her from it either. Like they were like, yeah, babe, I you can be a soldier one day. Cool. Love this journey for her. Love it. So when she was 16, years old mm-hmm. she was named heir apparent it was a title called magagia that's like what they Ooh. called kind of like how you'd call like the prince in france the dauphin or the prince in england the prince of wales their title for the heir apparent was magagia so probably meant that her granddad died around this time yeah that probably meant her parents became ruler and so her heirs and so they're passing down names Eh, so So, bittersweet yeah we know she was close to her grandfather and it's it's like one of the only things that we really know (laughs) <laughs> about her upbringing yeah it was yeah. that her and her grandfather were close and so now he mm-hmm. that must be so weird because he someone you love dies but because they died you get more titles and stuff like that's that's, just, that's one thing about nobility and royalty that i've always thought was so weird <laughs> like yes at the funeral but also like but i get this crown now okay okay cool <laughs> <laughs> So at this time, like her brother hadn't been born yet because it was still like typically tradition for sons to be the heir Mm -hmm. if the daughter was older. So I think Karama must have been like 16 years younger than at least at least. Yeah. Yeah. Huge gap. That is a huge gap, especially if there's no children that we know of in between the two. So of course, rabbit hole. 
Yes, of course I went down a rabbit hole, <laughs> which led to nothing because that was the theme of this research of like there being like four sources and them all kind of stopping at the same place. But um, I was like, okay, did Amina's father maybe have several wives? Though that wouldn't really track with that it seems Bakwa was the more powerful one in the, the relationship. But I don't know, did they maybe marry super, super young and they just, you know, so then it wouldn't be so weird that they have one kid so much later. I, but, well. <laughs> <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> All the historians said, Mur. If you, you can't see, anytime I make that noise, I'm doing the shruggy face emoji. <laughs> so one cool thing about this society is that it was like, yeah, we prefer men to be in charge because, you know, everyone in history is... One more time. Everyone is sexist. She's like holding her microphone, like giving me Mariah Carey finger vibes. Yes. And I love it. (laughs) At the same time, they're like, eh, but if a woman like proves herself, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't necessarily be like barred from holding a place in court or leadership just because she was vagina just because Um, vagina vagina did not you know necessarily disqualify you from leadership yes it's about damn time yes so by the time she was a teenager she was already viewed like okay this girl knows her shit like and that's good then that shit that she knew was war she was Uh, great at war war um Good God, y'all. What is it good for? Making a mean and powerful. (laughs) (laughs) One more time, Katie. Making a mean and powerful. Which also, (laughs) side note, I don't have this in the notes or anything, but just talking points. If this was a man, we wouldn't be celebrating. We'd be calling him a war dick. Like, let's just be honest. If this was a man, we'd be calling him a war dick. But this is so refreshing that it's a woman being that like it's noteworthy and that she you know eventually rises through the ranks so before people come at us being like men's rights i don't know like being like why are you celebrating (laughs) yeah why are you (laughs) celebrating a woman doing this stuff that you would talk shit on a man doing it it's because so few women were allowed to um really display their talents like this would have been at the time, such like a celebrated trait in a man. So it's yeah. very rare that it was also a celebrated trait in a woman. Though we do not condone war, which we will get to. Get to <laughs> later. <laughs> so soon after becoming his heir, uh, she was uh, flooded with marriage proposals. Surprise, surprise. She like, was a oh, hot gee, commodity gonna, on yeah, the marriage Yeah, you're going to get all this land? Okay, let me marry you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She was flooded with gifts daily. Like every prince, every rich guy's son from throughout the area is like coming and like just flooding her with gifts. Just like jewels and yeah. Jewels a la guanza. A la guanza. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's worth noting that in Zazao, they did practice slavery. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it was a it was yeah. a big status symbol. I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, they traded cloth. They traded spices. They traded jewelry. Like everything that people trade. But, but yeah, when she's being flooded with gifts with cloth like i read one story that was like she was given 20 bags of white cloth 20 bags of blue cloth and 50 enslaved people and i was like what is the conversion rate like what i don't understand like what but i don't i don't i don't want to know the conversion rate because people are people people are people (laughs) and they should not have a value on them but it was like Uh, such a status like if one of her suitors could give her these things it would be like i feel icky no i feel very (laughs) icky i don't like it but yeah she was like basically why would i marry any of y'all why like i mean i'm already heir like i don't need a man suitors keep coming and before long she's had her own independent wealth she's got all these guests from men and she's hoping that one of them will marry them. Like, nope. Yeah, they're like, they're like, maybe if we just keep throwing gifts at you, you'll marry us, and one of us. And I she like is gifts. just like, she's I like, like, I like, gifts. yeah, I like it. You can keep <laughs> giving me gifts. I have no intention of marrying any of you. I don't know if she ever said. I don't know if she was like forthright with them, like I'm not going to marry you, or if she was just like, hey, you know what? I might come around. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> But she had no intention of marrying any of them at any point. No, it's like, I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no, (laughs) but I'm also not saying no to more money, please. (laughs) So, like we said, she's not interested in men getting married. She's interested in war. Good Good God, God, y'all. What is that God fall? Um, (laughs) So... <laughs> She's still going. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she joined the army, became a general, which yes. I love this for her. A little bit of nepotism at the time yeah. because her parents were in charge of everything. So yeah. obviously they like hand her the role. But it's not because she wasn't like smart as hell, though. Like, she knows she's, what she's doing. She's been doing it since she was a toddler. She's mm-hmm. she's Caligula little boots of big Nigeria, boots. basically. She's big boots. She, big boots. <laughs> big boots. Big boot Amina, energy. Big boots. <laughs> Amina big boots energy. But yeah, so did she get the role uh, because her parents were king and queen? Oh, yes, probably. Yeah, but yeah. she was still good at it. She, was, she wasn't bad at it. <laughs> yeah, right? And while we can imagine some men being like, I'm not going to follow this woman. She's got a uterus. You uh, never know what those uteruses are going to do. You they're going to yeah. float around in your brain. So, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have it actually documented that something was ever going to happen like that because Amina probably would have had them super killed. I like, yeah, exactly. If anybody ever spoke up, like, we don't want a woman leading the army, they did not live to write it down. No. So, <laughs> I love you, Amina. She um, was fierce in battle yes. and all things, basically. But her parents' rule is actually a time that was known for peace. Love um, it. So, the army was a bit more for like 
protection just in case we need it. (laughs) Just in case we need to go on the defense. Let's have this army. But Amina had plans for the future. Like, let's be real. Spoiler alert. It's not peace. (laughs) She did not have plans for peace in the future. No. So fast forward. (laughs) <laughs> it is 1566, and both of her parents have passed away. Everything I read just said her parents were dead in 1566. So I have no idea if that means one of them outlived the other one. Again, her mother, Bakwa, was so much more prevalent in any story I read about her. So I think perhaps Bakwa ruled on her own for a while. But again, that's just speculation. But anyway, by 1566... Both are dead. And kind of uh, weird, though. We just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. And in 1566, Amina would have been about 33. And her parents are gone. And her brother becomes king. Mm-hmm. Which, if she had, like, any animosity towards him, we just don't know. It's not documented. I don't feel like she did. It kind of seems like she's like, you be king. Um... Because whenever you're king, you have to worry about all things. You have to worry about taxation. You have to worry about if your people are happy and the military and the crops and the trade. And she's like, and if I'm not queen I and I'm just working on the military, I just got to worry about the military. Like, I think she preferred it this way, actually. Yeah, I think she liked fighting. Yeah, I think she liked <laughs> not having any other responsibilities besides this one Very niche activity. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So one thing that we kept reading was that her sister Zarya fled. And if I can put air quotes. Bunny ears. (laughs) She fled. fled. (laughs) Everything I read said Zarya fled, which doesn't, like whenever her parents died, which doesn't give it a, it doesn't sound like you don't say somebody fled when they just like moved and everything was chill it sounds like almost like what what went on there like why did why was she fleeing she She ran ran so far away but why like she had to get away but why (laughs) like so we know so mama had named zazel she had renamed the capital zaria and so I'm the only thing that I could come up with was, well, maybe the other two siblings resented Zarya. Because oh. like, oh, you must have been mama's favorite. And now that she's gone, maybe the three of them didn't get a lot. Like, I don't. This is all I like speculation. This, I like I, I like this theory, but okay. you know, we're not 100% historians here. <laughs> I would love to go down a rabbit hole about like why Zarya fled, but I couldn't. So I had to make my own story. And that story is a soap opera. <laughs> but if anyone knows about what happened with Zarya, please tell please me. Please <laughs> let us know. Yeah. So her brother Karama ruled for 10 years. And by this time, Amina was like a general, whole damn army, like not too shabby bitch not too shabby at all no and she was busy for those 10 years because her brother launched four military campaigns so uh, obviously uh, trois, trois. Trois. yes 
<laughs> he speaks French. Well, you can count to four in French, but okay. <laughs> but no, like, I, I think it was interesting that it was like, yeah, the when her mother was in charge, it was a time of peace. And so it was like, why are you building up that army? And I mean, it's like, mind your business. And so like, as soon as her parents are gone, they go into like military campaigns and start um, acquiring more land. Fucking shit up. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, hey, let's go get them lands over there. And they're like, okay, let's do that. Let's go get those lands over there. Basically, Zazal had grown in strategy. Like, so... In the corporate world, we would call this an acquisition plan. It's growth uh, strategy. It's synergy. We are circling uh, back to this acquisition uh, plan. Sorry, I got a gag <laughs> reflux, and it's not the good gag reflux. Her growth and acquisition plan were to acquire all the other Hassel states. Yeah, so now, fast forward, <laughs> and Karama dies. No IDK, idea. Okay, what? <laughs> it's IDK medieval what? times, so literally anything. Anything. <laughs> right? It like, doesn't appear that he fought along with his troops, so not like a battle side assassination. Yeah. But just like probably medieval problems. Probably Is just medieval a- people problems, <laughs> which means uh the flu, a paper cut, witchcraft. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. plague, the plague, <laughs> ear infection. Just, it doesn't yeah. matter. It, yeah, so, lots of lots of things. He doesn't have kids. He doesn't have heirs. So now we're looking to be like, um, who's going to be monarch? Oh wait, there's this beautiful black woman next to who is Amina. Uh, <laughs> who is a fierce fucking warrior. Amina, you're up. You're queen. And I think that's going to be a good time for us to refill our drinks and take a quick break. How do you feel about that? Yes. Yes. All right. We'll be right back, bitches. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. 
We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. And we're back. Yes. Nathan, did you did you top off your drink or did you switch I did. drinks? Um, I switched. To beer? So yeah. I changed to beer. I am a fan of Stella Artois. Artois. <laughs> My favorite. Um, <laughs> if you know me, you need to buy me Stella. Ooh, um. <laughs> oh, his birthday is in June. If everyone wants to send us a Stella Artois for his birthday, and go for it. Mwah, anyway, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, Artois. <laughs> the king. The king is dead. Long live the queen. Yeah, so Amina is now queen. And luckily, we're in a society that isn't anti-female ruler. Like, they're yeah. no strangers to matriarchal societies, which I wish I knew one. Like, how <laughs> nice would that be? Yeah. I know, right? It's, so there was, like, no opposition to her being queen, though. Right? I love it. I love it. Like, it doesn't seem like the men in her society had fragile dick energy about a woman running shit. And that's just beautiful. It's a beautiful story. I love it. I love it. It's like a non-issue. Like, her having a uterus is like, but... They're just like, okay, but she's already (laughs) been running the military for, God, at this point, well over a decade... You know, so they were like, yeah, we trust her. It makes sense. It was a non-issue. Like you said, that's the perfect way to put it, Nathan. So Amina took the throne at a time when Zazal was just thriving. They were living their best lives. Living their best life, like trade routes. Everything is going great for them. So she's got money honey yes and she's funding that military honey even though Mm -hmm. we don't we don't love it but like we've we've already given the disclaimer with a man we wouldn't love this with a woman we do we all have biases just let it be yeah and and she doesn't like she seems to be profiting from all of this shit yeah well she looks mm -hmm. at the other hassal states and she's like i they are also profiting from the trade routes. Um, if all of the states belong to me, I would be getting all those trade like that. I love it, this journey for her. Light bulb. <laughs> what if all the states did belong to me? What if all the trade routes were mine? Wouldn't that? Wouldn't it be nice if, if I owned I all had y'all? Money. Yes. So she's queen now. Um, in her forties, because mm-hmm. back ish. in six, because we don't know, um, but ish, yeah, yeah. So you think at this point she'd be like, "Hey, I'm just gonna call ye old shots from my old ye old palace." Because she's forty um, and she's medieval yeah. for, or I guess this is Renaissance, not medieval, but whatever. She's forty then, not forty now, where forty is the new twenty. 
She was 40 yeah. then when 40 was 60. But know? when military is militarying, mm-hmm, she gets mm-hmm. FOMO. She gets FOMO, like hardcore. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> She's I like, need to be with my troops. Yep. She wants to be in the room where it happens. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, so she, she was. So she was. So three months after being crowned queen, Amina starts a 34-year campaign. 34. (laughs) I barely over that age. (laughs) That's 34 years, guys. Yeah. No, yeah. Baby. You're a little baby. (laughs) I'm not, I don't wait. (laughs) Yeah, that's 34 years. And she, that, that's just insane. Basically, her first order of business after she gets crowned. She makes this speech and she tells her people, resharpen your weapons. Ooh, like she has got that. shit to do. Yeah, yeah. She's like, shopping your knives. <laughs> Let's get to work. Fun I fact. Love it. Fun fact. One of the things that they traded in Zazel was metalworks. Because they had oh. a lot of they had a lot of like really skilled blacksmiths in Zazel that the other states didn't necessarily have. And so she was the first one in the area to introduce um, metal armor for her soldiers. Oh wow. And obviously, if you have metal armor and the other people don't, you're gonna have a advantage. So I think yeah. that's very innovative. There's some argument. Go ahead. Could she have seen it from like a European person? Well, there's some argument that there was this other king in Zazel that was like, or not Zazel, there was this other king in Hassal that was like playing around with metal armor and then she basically just like copy pasted. Um, or she may have I also. I love this for her. They both <laughs> may have seen a European control person. Control C, control yeah. V. Control C, control V, put it over here. <laughs> They also both could have seen a European soldier like coming through their markets, coming through their trade routes for whatever reason and seen it. But regardless of whose idea it was, Mm -hmm. she is usually accredited with the one for widespread use of metal armor, which is just so fucking smart. If your whole thing is war, give the people protection. Yes, yes. So she expanded the military at this point because mm-hmm. uh, land, wealth, money, y'all. Y'all. Really? Y'all. <laughs> no, she was owning this big chunk of this trade route like in in the Sahara Desert to and from the, like if you're in the southern part of Africa, you have to go through the Nigerian trade route that she has created to get to the rest of the Sahara Desert, which brings you to like Egypt, which also brings you to like Portugal and shit like that. And she is owning all this land and it's one more time. Chef owning. kiss. Owning. <laughs> I love this. Yes. Um, yeah. No. So I put into Google, all the lands that it said that she conquered um, in Google Maps. So the most northern was this uh, border town called Katsina. And the most southern was a place called Nupe. And one of the articles I read that I've linked to in the show notes call it the middle belt of Nigeria. And that's ex- exactly what it looks like. It's just like this... The, this route up the middle of Nigeria to the very, very border where it's just like, she owned all of this route 
for trading. So like she was making so much money. Yeah. Basically, which is genius. Like yeah. International trade. Because I mean, when we talk about Egypt, like they have been trading with other continents from Egypt since ancient times. So for her to open up this route that opened up to all of that trade to this other parts of the world, it's just it's just huge for her people. Yeah. She's not messing around is what we're getting at. Yeah, right? So one thing Mina did that is like still evident today was she built walls around cities, which is huge. 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 Anytime she conquered her city, she like built a wall around it. Yeah. So this served as number one, a sign that this is my do not touch now yes <laughs> do not touch no touchy no touchy mm-hmm. my landy my yes. landy no touchy. Mine. Uh, <laughs> and number two it was a sign to the people that living in this city now i'm gonna protect you like i'm I keeping other people out yeah 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 so she called them uh gunwar amina um which translates to amina's walls yeah I mean, I'd put my name on it, too. I wish I had some Katie Walls. (laughs) Katie Walls. I love that. (laughs) These are my walls. These are Amina's walls. Um, She built so many throughout the country that people started to basically go, huh, that's a cool idea. And adopted the practice. And even now, modern day, Amina Walls stand still through all throughout Nigeria and other parts of Africa Amina as well. Walls. Amina, Amina Walls. Amina Walls, yes. <laughs> I have some pictures here in the show notes. I'll drop them in Instagram and stuff as well. Like that. So basically for a time, she's kind of like a Roman emperor at the time. Yeah. So she's conquering lands. Um, she's letting people live amongst their own Like, you can have a little bit of autonomy, but you still got to pay taxes to me. You still got to pay fealty to me. It reminds me of, like, when we talked about, like, Eleanor of Aquitaine and how Aquitaine was its own place, but they still had to pay taxes to to the King of France. Kind of like that. Um, And in return... even give their soldiers over. Exactly. Pay me taxes... Give me soldiers, and in return, if someone else comes in, I'm going to fight for you. One very specific story that I read that I just found interesting was it was like one of the city's tributes to her. And I have to imagine this was a big fucking deal if it is, you know, carried on through this many generations of storytellings. Is that one king sent her 40 eunuchs and uh, 10,000 cola nuts. And all I could think well, was... Well, the eunuchs had their cola nuts cut off. Oh! <laughs> so that's where they got the cola nuts. <laughs> all I could think Poor of eunuchs, is... No balls. That must suck. I'm, I, I wish I knew the dollar to eunuchs conversion rate. Like what? <laughs> dollar to balls. What's the ratio here? Like, all I'm imagining is, like, here's 40 eunuchs and just being like, um, thanks. And also, the person that had this... five 
Eunuch the person that had to sit down and count <sighs> 10,000 nuts. Like, <laughs> I have so many jokes right now. <laughs> <laughs> nuts on nuts on nuts. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just I, I just thought that was such an interesting story. Like, since it was like obviously a notable transaction, I was like, is that good? Like, is that a lot of units? I don't know. Like, how, I don't know if how I'm, many nuts is too many nuts. How many? <laughs> like, why do you need? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so we've talked about battle and money and walls. Oh my! So let's okay, Dorothy. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about her love life. Um, okay. Hello. All right. All right. Like she had no interest in having a husband, Mm-mm. but you know these pipes gotta get cleaned every now and then. <laughs> what did you just what? These pipes gotta get cleaned? Sometimes you you gotta just clean these pipes. Is that a thing people say about... No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's a Nathan saying. I was like, what did I I miss? I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) Oh my god, Nathan. That was great. Brilliant. But no... I mean, she's got needs. These these pipes gotta get cleaned. Obviously, sometimes. I have needs. <laughs> wow. So the story goes, the legend is, Nathan, do you want to take this legend or do you want me to tell the legend? So the legend is that they would conquer some people and she'd be like, well, I'll take one of you as my husband. Like, yeah. conquer your shit. I'll marry you. Yeah. I mean- same um and she's like marry me right here right now right now yeah and then the two would spend like this passionate love night fucking all night together and Maybe. then the next i don't morning, know like what if she picked a guy that was like a dud like okay yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be my husband and then, then like he ends up just being like well this has never Fragile happened to me before energy you know and yeah. it's just like yeah yeah anyway so if that happened she would just obviously have them executed well either way <laughs> she would have them executed <laughs> She's like a praying mantis, right? What we're getting at is she would be like, you're my husband for the night. And then the next morning, she would execute that person. She would have them. I love this journey for her. And I don't want to. (laughs) I call bullshit on this. I get that it adds like just like a level of like, she did what now to her story. But it just makes me feel like, Somebody along the way had it had to add a level of sex to it that wasn't necessarily there. Like we have, I don't love the femme fatale trope, and it feels like that's what someone was just adding. Yeah, in. like super badass that she has that like femme fatale sort of thing, but not really what I think she was about. Well, I mean, if she if she wanted to take lovers. She would have just taken lovers without having to kill them the next day. Like, like let's, let's look at Catherine the Great, a woman who was never officially remarried, but had plenty of lovers. When you're a woman in power, no one's gonna call you out for hooking up. And so yeah. I don't, I don't love this story of her marrying a man, sleeping with him, killing him the next day, because it just I seems- I kind of love it. Like- <laughs> 
can we can agree to, to disagree. Yeah. Disagree. Like I kind of love. But this that also wasn't in like like we were saying earlier. There's the oral tradition, but then there was like that one guy a hundred like, or so years. Vibes. Yeah, Boudica like vibes. somebody actually wrote down her story. That bellow guy that lived a couple of like 150 years after her, and in his story, in his retelling of her, there's nothing about the Black Widow spider vibes here it's just about her conquest and so somebody in my opinion added on this uh the sexy murdery part of it later i love this sexy murdery (laughs) i honestly just think it's kind of sexist like she couldn't just be is she yeah that's why they had to murder people she had she couldn't just Uh. fuck a guy if she wanted to fuck a guy she had to murder them she absolutely could and she but could anyway. murder him if she wanted to because she's powerful and wonderful. But who Fucking knows? Bitch. That's the <laughs> that is part of her story. I kind of wanted to leave it out, but a lot of people find it interesting. So that is part of her legend. Yeah. So she spent like thirty-four years of her reign fighting on mm-hmm. the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And we don't exactly know how she died, but we do know that she lived a long life. Mm-hmm. Um in the for someone, century. for someone in the fifteenth <laughs> yeah. century or sixteenth century, yeah, that was a That's really like long life. Thirty-five. <laughs> like, well, no, she would have been no, in her seventies. <laughs> so there's a lot of debate on where she died, but none of the yeah. arguments say that she actually died in Zarya. Leads me to think that she would have been just like riding out with her army, fighting battles. She was literally game. ride or die. Oh, yes. I love this. <laughs> because She's she was consistent. consistent. Yes. She was so <laughs> consistent. Absolutely. Consistently fighting, consistently getting more money, consistently extending her power. Yes. Like we said, in her death, we don't really know what happened. Um, and then after her death, it's also incredibly blurry. Like some say Zarya came back to be queen. But it appears that after the rule of Amina, female authority took a nosedive. Like they're lame. I know. Lame. Do not love that (laughs) journey for humanhood. Pussy needs to hold the power. Pussy needs to hold the power. Yeah. Oh my God. Where'd you get that from? Did you just come up with that? We need to put it on some merch. We got to put it on some merch. Pussy needs to hold the power. power. (laughs) I. Genius. I don't I know where I come up with this. So many. Well, I'm going to check and make sure someone else didn't say it first before putting on some merch, but I love it. Love Pussy it. holds the power. Needs to. Does. It, it does. So after her reign, it seems female leadership really took a nosedive in Nigeria. Which, I don't like this. Which is lame, but welcome to history class. This is what wah, happens. Wah. Being a woman kind of sucks all the time in history. However, but her her legacy is huge. huge. Like she set up trade routes that benefited Zazal for like years, years and years. Yes and years. Um we still got Amina walls all over the mm-hmm. place. Like, she is doing some good shit. Yeah, she left her mark. And that's why a lot of people are like, no, this was definitely a person that existed. We've got these walls. We've got these obvious 
signs. Um, Zazal would in the 1800s be conquered and then Nigeria later would be conquered by the British altogether. Surprise, surprise. The UK just got to put their nose in everybody's business. Yeah. That was kind <laughs> of like the British Empire's thing. Like, <laughs> let me just. Let me just scooch on in here. In. Let me just scooch on in here. Hey. <laughs> but they, I believe it was the British that renamed the town Zaria again, oh. which which is actually a very, I think that's a very pretty name. I wonder, I wonder if the mom just named it Zaria because it was a pretty name. Like, so let's talk a little bit about like her legacy in modern day Nigeria is still obvious. Like she is just a huge cultural icon. Icon. Legendary. Yes. Legend. Like, hello. Finally, there is a really badass statue that stands of her outside of the Nigerian National Arts Theater, which we'll post on Instagram, but I've put it here in the show notes. How, what a badass statue. Look at that, Nathan. Describe it to us. So she's on a horse and she's very, very proud about it. Yeah. She's even got like a wand. It's a sword, <laughs> Nathan. Did you say wand? <laughs> Do you think she was at Hogwarts, Nathan? Like, yes, she absolutely. Ravenclaw all the way. <laughs> she is on a horse with a sword mid-battle. Not a wand. <laughs> it looks like a wand. She Anyway. She's on a horse with a sword. A sword? <laughs> she's, about, she's about to kill some bitches. I... Would love to see this statue in real life because um, I can't really zoom in enough, but like it looks like she is just, it just looks like the depiction of a fierce fucking woman in the depths of battle. And I love it because we don't get that in history a lot of times. So. I agree. So let's cheers. Let's raise to a glass. Badass. Yes. Queen Amina. Cheers, I love bitch. her. Oh my god, love her. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Cheers, bitches. Hope we weren't too trashy. <laughs> Hello everyone, Stakuyi here, and I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.